0: The Star Sport podcast is brought to you by Access Credit Union. Access Credit Union, funding dreams for over 50 years.
1: Close your eyes and pull like And a new Irish record for Phil Healy, 22.99.
2: Sticcone hands over the Cup to Graham Canti, Cork All Ireland champions for the seventh time ever.
1: Hello and welcome to the Star Sport Podcast. My name is Dylan Mangan of the Southern Star, and I'm joined in the studio today by Star Sport editor Kieran McCarthy. Before we get into things, I'd just like to give our listeners a gentle reminder to please rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube. The Star Sport podcast is brought to you in association with our friends at Access Credit Union. Access Credit Union, where your bank really does matter. Choose Credit Union, choose local, choose community. On this week's podcast, we'll be hearing from Corsi Rovers and Cork star Searsha McCarthy, who's been chatting to Kieran ahead of this weekend's uh, Division 1A final against Galway up in Croke Park. We'll hear from the All-Star and Cork's chances in that game and a lot more later on. But today, we want to start with John Cleary's Cork Footballers. And Kieran. not for the first time, Clare came up with the goods in the final moments to win what will have been a frustrating game for Cork fans.
2: 26 years after Clare ambushed the Cork Footballers in Cusick Park, that was 1997, when Martin Daly scored a an injury-time winning goal for Clare. Lightning struck twice. Well, Lightning kind of struck twice because, okay, this was a an injury time winner for Clare, be a point this time. But at least this season, it doesn't end Cork's um, Cork season. But what it does do, is just kind of shrouds the, the next couple of weeks in uncertainty. Because right now, we don't know whether Cork will be in the revamped Sam Maguire Cup, which is for the top 16 teams in the country, or will Cork find themselves in the Tarleton Cup and, with the greatest respect, battling it out with the game's minnows for in the in the second tier competition so this was certainly a disappointing day at the office for Cork they travelled up to Cusick Park high in confidence it was only last month that Cork went up there and they beat Clare 3-10 to 1-8 after a really strong second half performance and Cork had beaten Clare in the McGrath Cup as well this year and this was a Clare team that was also relegated from Division 2 so there was a reason that Cork were favourites to advance to the Munster semi-final against Limerick but on the day um, clear with a better team they just wanted it more and I think that's it's very disappointing because we've spoken on the podcast um, a lot in the, the last couple of weeks and months about the, the progress that Cork have made this year and that's progress that's relative to where they were last season but this is just like it's, it's a body blow it's, it's a bit, it's, it's a punch in the gut again and you just feel a bit deflated after it
1: Yeah and we, like we mentioned in the podcast in, in recent weeks as well like obviously the results have been uh mixed in general, but like performances in general have been quite good. And then this is a result and a performance that, that Cork would be disappointed with, rather than just a result that they're disappointed with.
2: That's it, yeah, because um let's say take Shawnee Potter and Matty Taylor as an as an example. I think the two lads have six goals between them in the from the league. and Potter has has four of those goals, but Claire was so good in tying up powder and Taylor the last day. So they took away two of Cork's main threats. And it was you're looking for a plan B for the Cork team and it, and it just wasn't there. Um they just, they, once there was this is a Cork team that scored 14 goals in the league, but they barely had a shot in goal the last day. Okay, Bernard Driscoll rattled the, the crossbar in, in in the first half, but that goal threat wasn't there. So it just showed Claire had their homework done. Um, while Cork just it they just couldn't find the rhythm the last time And I think that's what's what's quite disappointing about this. Like you're right too. did the performances in the league um, for the majority were were quite encouraging. Take away that first game against Meade, um went away to Kildare and won. Should have beaten Dublin at home but lost that game. Went away to Clare and won. Hammered Limerick at home. But after that, then performance the results as well kind of took a bit of a dip. Cork lost away to to and um, in in RD and then after that Cork drew at home to Derry, but that Derry team had already qualified um, for the league final, were already promoted, so they didn't have as much on on the line. Um, so I'm not sure how much you can read into that that Cork Derry game. But now this is the third game in a row that Cork didn't win. They lost two of their their last three games and drew another. So it's definitely definitely kind of a, a blip. It's, it's a it's a long blip um, and now we have a couple of weeks five, six weeks to wait before Cork are out again so while on the one hand it's a chance for for Cork to get some injured bodies back like Brian Hurley and Maurice Shanley missed the last day and they've been two, two big players in, in the league and it's a, it's a chance for maybe someone like Thomas Clancy with Clannacilty who's playing quite well for his club but didn't feature in the league because he was injured maybe it's a chance for him to put his hand up um, for selection so and it's also an opportunity for Cork to get in a good, get more more training in and work on what they need to work on. But they're now missing out on games. They, I, I, I presumed and I predicted that Cork were going to be clear. And then I was looking ahead to the Limerick semi-final, say so Cork are going to win that too and get through to Munster final against Kerry, where you could really gauge where this Cork team is at compared to the All Ireland champions. But now Cork will have no games for the next five or six weeks while they're waiting to see where where they end up. So. It's a un- un- uncertain times and it doesn't unravel all the progress that Cork have made this year but it's certainly it's, it kind of stops them in, in their tracks a small bit and it's it's obviously a reality check to say okay there was progress in the league compared to last year but Cork are still a good bit off the top teams
1: I guess the difficulty with that like 5 or 6 weeks gap as well is like normally after a bad result you want to get straight out there and put things right and now you kind of have 5 or 6 weeks where in training and in conversations with people, you'll be thinking about the fact that that Clare game didn't go your way. And I would say the, the players be itching to get it back out there, will they?
2: They'd love that. They'd love a game this weekend, just to yeah. right the wrongs of, of what happened in Innes. But as well as having to wait now for their next game, they just won't know, Cork won't know what competition they're going to be in. Will it be the Sam Maguire Cup or will it be the Taunton Cup? Until the other provincial, provincial championships start to move towards the business end. It's because of this this new um the the new format this year that the league is linked to the championship. So before, well after the National League, where Cork finished second, finished fourth, sorry, in Division Two, they were ranked 12th overall in in league in league position. So most people felt that's what that's good enough for Cork to get through to the to the Summer Cup because you would have the top 16 teams in there, including Westmead, who won the Tottenham Cup last year. But what we have now is. Because Clare or Limerick will be in the Munster final, that'll be one team that's ranked lower than Cork and League standings getting through. Up in Connacht, we'll have New York or Sligo ranked below Cork in the in the standings. So now Cork are, are fourteenth, you could say, in the in the in the league standings. So if two more teams ranked below Cork from the league get through to their provincial finals, that will demo Cork down to the Taunton Cup. So... The ones that have sprung to mind since the last declare on Sunday is if let's say up in Ulster if Kevin can get to the Ulster final or in Leinster if me can get you want Kevin to get to the Ulster final and Mead to get to the Leinster final if those two scenarios happen that's going to knock Cork down into the Tarleton Cup so um, we'll all be hoping that Kevin, Mead, Kildare that they will all unravel over the next couple of weeks and um, that'll be enough to get Cork into the into the Sam Maguire and if Cork do get into the Sam Maguire off the basis of where they are now they'll be fourth seeds compared to if they got to the Munster final they'd have been second seeds so, so you can see that there is there is damage and there is a, there will be a fallout after this loss
1: Yeah I think Cavan are playing Armagh so you would presume Armagh We'll, uh, we'll get the best of them in that game. But we presumed, we presumed Cork would be Claire.
2: That, that, oh, that's here. exactly we're it. Here. That's exactly it. So we just have to, to see how the next few weeks unfold. Hopefully in touch wood that, that Cork will get through to the semi quarter because that's where they need to be playing against the, the really good teams. Um, and it'll be a chance to, for Cork to, to make up or, or make amends for, for the performance that they put in the last day because they know themselves it just wasn't good enough.
1: There was plenty of action. We'll just move on now to the club game, Kieran, and over the Easter weekend. I'll just read out some of the um the results in the football leagues across the divisions. In Division One, Valley Rovers lost to Airog, uh twelve points to two eight. Castlehaven beat Kishkeen two thirteen to three nine, and there was Kilimardcha one fifteen, Saint Finbarrs one eleven. And our feature game this week is Kerry Rangers, uh, who lost. Scored eleven points to Nemo Rangers two fifteen.
2: So yeah, so the, you're right. In in terms of Southern Star, our future match report with match report reaction and pictures is Caribbean Rangers loss to Nemo. That was um, that was on Sunday morning. It's actually Caribbean Rangers four league loss in a row. They haven't picked up a point in Division One just yet. So things aren't going too well for for, for Ross. But they they have they have had a really tough start to the season they've played some of the, the top teams in the league so the hope is that they can start to pick up points after this and with reaction from John Hayes um, the the veteran um, Ross Carberry forward and he did say that, that he felt this was Carberry Rangers best performance of the season to date in the league, but they still didn't pick up the points that mattered. Like you mentioned there, Castlehaven beat uh, Kish Kamen. I see Michael Hurley got 1-3, and Michal Maguire got 1-3, Mark Collins got four points, and that's four wins in a row now for Castlehaven. and along with Nemo, they topped the table, and both have 100% records. And just quickly looking at Division 2, Klanakiliti topped the table in Division 2 right now. They did, a, they did a big win against Can on Good Friday. They won 18 points to 1-4, and Derek Goff was a top scorer with seven points. And Cork senior Thomas Clancy kicked five points. And um, talking to one or two of her at the game said Clancy was the, the best player on show. So like I said earlier, Clancy's in with the, the Cork senior football team. He's He missed an awful lot of the league. I'm not even sure did he play in the league. Um, <clears throat> so hopefully now he's he's getting games under his belt. And these five or six weeks before Cork's next game, it, it might see him force his way in, at least into the reckoning, put his hand up for John Cleary to look at. But also in Division Two, Noosestown are up into second place, so just a point behind. Clan while Skib had a had a draw away to Clyde. It was a it was a high scoring game as well. While down in Division Three, Donnie's lead away did a did a very good win. The weekend just gone, Donnie's looking here at the results. Downies, or
1: Bishopstown wasn't it? Yeah. Eleven points to eight.
2: Yeah, Bishopstown Bishopstown were undefeated. I think they won all the games before that. And uh, Donnie's put in a really good second half because they were two points down at halftime. But they, um, they outscored Bishop Town by five points in the second half. Colin O'Shea, top scorer for Donnie so he got eight points. So Donny's now lead the way there. So you can see uh, um, in the, the three divisions, one, two and three, you've carried clubs leading the way at the moment. So it's been a good start for some of the, the, the local contingent there. So, yeah, the county leagues are, are keeping us busy right now.
1: Yeah, busy as always. And some more news as well from the West Cork League now. And Barry United have been promoted into the Premier Division after a 3 2 victory over Clonacilty United. So that's them sealing their position in the top division for next year, Kieran.
2: Yeah, this was a winner take all um, uh, game in Clonacilty on Sunday. So, so Beira travelled over. They were second in the, the table going into this. They were just a point ahead of Clonacilty. So Clonacilty United knew if they beat Beira that they were going up. Beira knew if they avoided defeat they were going up. And it turned out that, that Beira won. So they sealed second spot. Um, behind Celan, who are the champions, and it's Beira and Celan that are going up into the Premier Division next year. So congratulations to both. And Beira did the damage in the first half. They scored three first-half goals. They led 3-1 at the break. And even though Adam Hunt pulled the goal back for for Clonacilty in the second half, it just wasn't enough. Beira got the result that they wanted and they are going up into the Premier. And just just a quick note, um, and obviously in Torres southern star Star we've all the, 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 the news from the West Cork League, but... Last weekend we also saw the West Cork League Women's Cup final, and Dunmanway Town, fresh from their first ever Women's League title the previous weekend, they came up short. They lost four three to Inter Kinmare after an extra time epic. But even though Dunmanway would be disappointed with with um, missing out on the double, they can still reflect on a, a superb season, like they have their hands on on the the, the, the league trophy, and it was their first time winning, winning it in 15 years. So still a really good season for Dunmanway Town.
1: Yeah, the, do- the doubles can wait if you're, if you're getting your hand on your first trophy. Uh, the doubles can wait in that sense. Just quickly as well, just on, on Barra, on um, I was looking at the, the league table and they're, they're quite close to Solan, but if you look, you can split it into uh, home and away. And their home form matches Solan's throughout the, the division. So they won eight, lost one, but they only conceded three goals. Jeez. So going up into the, the division next year, into the Premier Division, that's the kind of like defensive prowess they'll need.
2: Exactly, and it's like you've two good teams going up there. Like Solan mm. have had a terrific season; like they won sixteen of their eighteen games, and they clinched the title just a good few weeks ago now. And Bear United have, have been building for for a little bit, and it's a it's big news for Bear to to go up into the into into the into the Premier Division. So it'll be interesting to see how, how they get on there. But so two quality teams going up and they are they're, they're two, kind of two, two new names going up into, into the Premier for next year. So even though we still don't know who's going to win this season's Premier Division, we know that there's two quality teams joining it for next season. Mm.
1: And we're going to be back in a moment. We're just going to take a quick break before we hear from Saoirse McCarthy.
2: The
0: Star Sport Podcast is brought to you by Access Credit Union. Access Credit Union. Funding dreams for over 50 years.
1: It's another trip to Croke Park this weekend for Cork's Camogie team, ahead of their very Camogie League Division 1A final against Galway. And we'll hear in a moment from all-star Saoirse McCarthy, who plays her club Camogie with Corsi Rovers, as we all know. And Kieran, looking ahead to this game... I guess Cork could be looking for a revenge of sorts after losing to Galway just a couple of weeks ago.
2: Yeah, that was a the lot Cork lost by one point up in Park cueve And I suppose the, the caveat to that is Cork already knew before that game that they were through to the league final. Whereas Galway had to win that game to book their place there. So you could almost excuse that Cork loss because I think they made a couple of changes that day as well. Even though I, I know the, the Cork team was disappointed after to lose that game but it's been a very encouraging league campaign so far um even, even, even up to that game Le Cork had won 4 from 4 they had a really good win away to Kilkenny Did a tight win away to Tipperary and they beat Dublin and Clare pretty convincingly in the opening rounds of the league so for, for Matthew Toomey and his management team I think they just wanted to build a deeper stronger panel for the championship because that's the competition that counts and over the last two years Cork have lost the All Ireland final, they lost to Kilkenny last year and they lost to Galway the year before. So Cork have an unwanted habit of the moment of coming up short in finals. Because go back to Leicester's league final, Cork lost to Galway as well. So they've they've lost their last three national finals, two in the championship and one in the league. So I I think it'll be it's quite important for this Cork team to get their hands on some silverware. They're building nicely for for the championship. They've been there or thereabouts the last couple of years. Galway and, Kil- and Kilkenny have passed Cork out and but Cork want to get back to the top of the perch and I think they, they could take a step forward by getting like I said getting their hands on silverware on on um, on, on Sunday afternoon in Cork Park it's, it's not going to be easy because this Galway team has won all Ireland's; they've won league titles in the last couple of years and they know what it's like to win the big prizes whereas this Cork team haven't that's why it's so important that Cork do because it's just important in the development and progression of this, this, this Cork team
1: Absolutely. So we'll hear from Siúrsha McCarthy now.
2: I'm going to start this chat, Siúrsha. By actually going back to the end of last year when you won an All Star award, you joined a very exclusive club by winning an a Camogie All Star. What was it like for you to get that personal recognition?
0: So it was great. Like it's 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 all it's always a sign that you're going in the right direction when you're winning them kind of things. Um, so I suppose it would have been a lot nicer if we had won the All Ireland, and it's a more of a celebration that way. And you could see the difference in the Kilkenny girls and they were, you know, really, really delighted. Um, Like, obviously, it's great. It's great for my family and and things like that. Like, they were dead proud. And hopefully it's something in the future I look back on and be like, jeez, that was an
2: achievement, you know. You joined a very exclusive Courses Club there. Rachel Maloney has a couple of All-Stars to her name, but you're there now standing beside her with your All-Star award. But even for the club, it's been a very special occasion.
0: Oh, yeah, definitely. Um... Like everyone wishing you well and and congratulating you and up there on the night, Rachel was actually there because her sister Ashling got a soaring star. So they, half the parish were up there. <laughs> so it was it was really special.
2: Because it, this has been a great couple of years for courses. Go back to twenty twenty. You won your first ever county senior Camogie title yourself. If you want a key are doing great things with the, the Cork senior team. Like you said, there um Ashling won a soaring all star. Um, a soaring award last year for the Cork intermediate. So these are these are good times for courses Camogie.
0: Yeah, you know, like winning winning the county there in in twenty twenty was, it was like a dream come true for the club. Really, like you know, it was it was the end result of a lot, lot of lot of hard work through the years and, ha- like being if that was the first county title title the club had won and it was it was really special and I think, everything after that, everything all the awards and all the the success that we're bringing to the club is only down to the hard work that has gone in when we were younger and things like that so like the club is going very well and especially underage like there's a there's a savage record going in.
2: How oh, important of course it's been to your to your own story like I said that like you're at the top level now looking forward to a league final you've played in our Ireland finals you, you have an all-star but you started with course season so who are some of the some of the characters and some of the inspirations that you've looked up to over the years?
0: Jeez, if, I, if I didn't mention Sarah hated be shot, but um, no, like, like that now there's, there's, there's girls there that were holding their hands the whole way up. Like Sarah was, I think under 16, she was our, our coach and we won the under 16 B county back then. And like, they're the kind of memories that you make when you're younger with, with the girls that you grew up with. So it was, it's great, like, to be fair. And Sarah, like, everything she says I literally took it as gospel like my mother used to kill me like if I mentioned Sarah Hayes in the house again like I wasn't allowed like so you know I think having role models like that within the club really giving you like she was a Cork senior she she played all that and kind of told me exactly what to expect and what I had to do to to actually be successful so I think people like that in the club like Mike Boland I had he was my Cork trainer under 16 as well and then he came and coached the the senior team when we won the county. He was there for four years, I think. Maybe longer. Genie, mm-hmm. I don't know, but <laughs> he was a mass, massive, I suppose, shaping me as a player.
2: Would we expect so of course his exodus to, to to Crow Park on, on Sunday for the league final against Galway? You have you'll have a big support up there yourself and Fiona.
0: Hope so. Hope so. We'll have to we'll have to make a few calls and see who's going, but um yeah, Look, they're they're always great to go to matches, and they always come out into the pitch afterwards. And so it's great to see the faces like that you you see around the village, and you're saying hi, and they're kind of looking at you like, "That's only Sergio." Will you show me Ashling Thompson? I'm like, okay, come on. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like they're sick of seeing us, but you know, it's great to to see like the the people going up to Dublin now and supporting us. It's fab.
2: S- switching so to this year's league campaign for Cork, it's been so encouraging so far. Looking at the at the results, the big wins against Dublin and Clare, then two good away wins against Tipp and Kilkenny that qualified G for the for the league final before that final game against Galway. So how would you evaluate your campaign so far, Sirsha I
0: suppose, like, we got what we wanted out of it. Like, we're in a final, um, so it has to be successful that way. I think we weren't really looking. We didn't really achieve, like, set out to get into a final, but, like, that's what we did last year. So I suppose... We haven't, we haven't done any worse, you know. Um, yeah, look, we're only looking for performances. Um, we go out every day and we're focusing on ourselves rather than like everyone else. I think everyone's just trying to get themselves right now in the league and then come championship, we'll see the the real game.
2: It's, it's the hope, I suppose, if you're looking over the last couple of years, Cork have just come up short in, in finals, whether it's the last two All-Ireland finals or last year's league final to Galway. So... Is this league final against Galway? the, the chance for Cork to, to make a statement to, to, to get some silverware to show for your efforts? Well,
0: like you always want to win when you go to Crow Park, and you always want to win a final, obviously. Um, but I think, like, the league, we don't hang our hat on the league either. Like, like if we if we don't come away with the the trophy on Sunday, week, we're not going to be like devastated. You know, like we there's no All Ireland's won in April, so I think. I think we'll go out and we'll we'll try and do our best and put out a performance and stick to our principles and stuff like that. But um, yeah, would we'll not be hanging our hat on it, no.
2: <laughs> and if we're looking at the league, I know Matthew Toomey, the manager, spoken before about building that strength and depth. To see the likes of Orla Cahillan come up with a minor and and be so effective at senior level straight away. And we've other players as well. And then obviously there was the injured players, the likes of Ashton Thompson and the Mackeys and Orla Cronin is coming back in now. But it seems to be a really strong squad there at the moment, Hirscha.
0: Yeah, and I think the like I think there's over 30 girls after being used in the league so far. I think there is there is great strength and depth into the squad that you can like if girls inevitably do get injured, it's sport. They're the joys of it. But we have girls in there that can that can fill the boots. So I think it's it's great to have that kind of depth in, in the squad. Maybe something that we lacked in in previous years. Yeah.
2: Have you found your role has even changed, like over over the last couple of years? Like you're still so young, but like I said earlier, you have that all star beside you. Like you're you're an all star defender. You played in our London finals. You played in league finals. And you've these young players coming into the squad now. So ha- has your role changed? Like you're you're even already showing the younger players what's needed at this level. Um. Yeah. Do you know. I think. I think. We do have.
0: Oh, Jimmy, I'm sorry. Yeah. Right. So there. <laughs> my alarm went off. Um, I think the younger players stepping up is is great like you know it doesn't matter how old you are you're good enough you'll play and I think like our squad are very welcoming for young girls if like especially if if they're showing talent and showing desire to, to play so like I think we're all very welcoming as a squad Um, myself and the other girls my age like we do feel like we've been around the block a little bit because, because of all the finals we've been in and I think we're privileged that way. But like we had to we had to be minded too when we were young, so we know how it feels.
2: When you're looking forward again to, to to playing in Croke Park, how how important is that again for even the younger players on the Cork team to get that experience of playing in Croke Park? Because the hope is that Cork will be back there for the latter stages of the championship in a in a couple of months' time. So to get that experience or, or, or under their belts of the dressing rooms, the pitch, the warm up, the, the, the environment. It's probably an important part of their development as well.
0: Oh, 100%. And even even traveling, like the day of it, like it's probably an early start and you're getting the train and just, they're just different. They're different, um, they're different things that you have to go through when you're going to Crow Park and, and like the structure of the day is, is different. The food after is different. So, like, it's great for the girls to get that experience this time of year rather than their first time being on All Ireland final day like it's it is it is a huge advantage to have or to be in the league final
2: what's it like feeling in the in the lead up to a game like this would you get nervous before a final do you take it all in your stride or have you any superstitions before the games here um
0: i actually i don't really get nervous i i would have before i get excited more than anything like i would just be excited to go out and do it now like i just want to get it over with kind of thing um superstitions genie i don't know i have a few actually (laughs) magpies is a big one if i don't like we have to wave at all the magpies on the way up um like myself and fiona have this thing that if if we if we ever knock down a magpie in the car we have to turn around and go home there's no point (laughs) um myself and molly lynch have this thing that we do in the dressing room um that she has like this foam roller thing and she has to foam roll my shoulders because one time we didn't do it and we lost. And that's it. <laughs> we never, I don't, I don't do much else,
2: to be fair. We'll have to make sure that, that, that Molly foam rolls her shoulder so on, on, on Sunday against...
0: It doesn't even do anything, like it's just happening with
2: it. Even like I was saying earlier, for for the kind of development of, of this car team, this is Matthew Toomey's second year as, as manager. What have you found is the big difference between the approach last year compared to this year?
0: Um, we're not running as much <laughs> <laughs> no I'm only joking we're fine a bit don't worry um yeah I think I think it's it's a bit more structured this year we started a little bit later as well um so we were before Christmas last year this year we didn't start till since did collective training till January um so I think that was that was a big difference because you kind of felt like when are we going back you know um but it was nice to have a break at the same time after after losing um i don't know there's not there's not much that much different to be fair like it's it's still going out still the same girls and nearly the same management but uh yeah maybe a little bit less running <laughs> <laughs>
2: And if we look at over the last couple of years, like I was saying earlier, like Cork have been there they thereabouts. You've been in so many finals and it's it's Cork, Galway and Kilkenny. What do you hope would be the difference this year that will help Cork take that next step?
0: That's a tough question. Um, like if we knew, if we knew the answers, then it would be very easy. Like I did feel like last year there wasn't many stones left unturned. Um, so you're kind of left asking like, what more can you actually do? Yeah. I think I think we have we have a psychologist in with us this year. she's she's doing great work. um, and I think that might be an aspect of our game that we might have been lacking. So I think like those extra few few percents that we'll 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 take a hold of and hopefully it'll get us over the line because it, we're we're very close. So um I think I think we have to, there's a little bit of luck in it too, you know, um, but you have to make your own luck at the same time. So hopefully we'll just work out and things will come right for us.
2: And hopefully, Cork will take another step forward on Sunday. And hopefully, you won't see any magpies or road over any magpies on the way to Cork Park. here. So, thanks for joining us and, and best of luck.
0: The Star Sport podcast is brought to you by Access Credit Union. Access Credit Union funding dreams for over 50 years.
1: Welcome back to the Star Sport Podcast, and now is the time of the week, in where we take a look at what's going to be in this week's Southern Star Sport.
2: Um, starting off, obviously, the, the Cork Clare game that's going to take, uh, take center stage. And obviously, not great reading for Cork fans, but it's it's the last to be covered. So I'm um, Holly O'Sullivan's column on the, the Cork Clare game. He's looking at the kind of detective side of the game, where he feels Cork got it wrong with the Cork kick out. How how Clare got it right with their matchups. So I think that's it, there's good reading in that. There's also my own thoughts on the game and what this means for the, for the Cork team and how, I suppose, the last couple of years, or the last decade or so, like one of the, the unwanted traits of Cork football has been their inconsistency. And early on in, in this league campaign, it looked like Cork were getting, at last, a bit of consistency. But the last couple of games, it's just been a bit inconsistent again. So just looking at that relationship, how that inconsistency um, is feeding into into results of performances like we saw on Sunday opening us. Also, lots of other quality reading in there this week. We've, um, I have an interview with Neve Cotter. She's a young Bendon teenager who recently made her senior debut for, for Cork City. Um, Neve is a transition year student in Colossian interpreter over in Benden. She was going on a transition year... Um, trip to Rome but she found out that she was going to make her senior debut so she chose to make her debut rather while go on the on the school trip to Rome and she's pretty pretty happy she made that and um, that decision because she played well that day and hopefully it's the start of a uh, of more senior minutes for Niamh Cotter and um, looking at motorsport for a second it's the Moonwrecker Rally in Bellivoni this weekend so Martin Walsh is looking ahead to that we have a full and comprehensive roundup from from the from the county league, including like we said earlier, Ross Carbery and Nemo Rangers as our feature game. We also have um, the start of the the ladies football county league. Hilti, um, lost to Glenmire last weekend, but we've a uh, report and reaction from that game, including the thoughts of the new manager Denny Inright and what he's hoping to get out of the the, the 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 county league. Obviously, we have a big preview of the. Very Camogie League Division 1A final, Cork and Galway with interviews of both Sha McCarthy and Matthew Toomey. So there's there's an awful lot of reading in there. And the perfect way to catch up on what happened in West Cork sport after Blank Holiday weekend, because people have just come out of their chocolate comas, though, aren't they? Their Easter eggs have been put to one side. Well, the rappers have been thrown in the bin. People are feeling regret after eating four or five Easter eggs after overindulging in themselves. And if they've missed out on what happened in West Cork sport. Pick up Thursday's Southern Star, and we will bring you right back up to date.
1: Yeah, all that will be available in shops across West Cork from Thursday morning. And just on the Easter egg thing, I'm actually still in my coma. I'm, I'm refusing to leave. I saw some uh, some Easter eggs down the the hall there in Southern Star offices here, so I might nab a few on my way home just to just to keep me going.
2: Just, yeah, just just let readers know, like in, in the in the the main hall here in the Southern Star, every year the the MD gets Easter eggs for all the all the staff. But this year he got there are smaller Easter eggs, but there was there was two for um for each staff member. But there's ten Easter eggs left on that on that um on, on the on the table in the hall and think we're all we're all passing them. But I think as the as the day goes on we get closer to the deadline and people need that energy energy um, boost you'll see Easter eggs start to go missing. So if you're from the Southern Star, if you're one of the staff members, you listen to this podcast and you haven't picked up your Easter eggs Tough look. Too They'll, late. Top, they'll probably be gone yeah. by the time we hear this podcast.
1: Yes. As always as well, if you're further afield or you can't make it to the shops, you can subscribe to the Southern Star e-paper and you'll get all that support and more from the main section of the paper on your laptop, tablet or phone. Just go to subscribe.southernstar.ie, enter your details and you'll get an exact replica of the newspaper for less than €2 euro per week. And as always, thanks for listening to the Star Sport podcast. And thanks again to our sponsors at Access Credit Union. If you've enjoyed this, please remember to rate, review and subscribe to the podcast wherever you get yours. And thanks for listening.